0: Hey, it's Candia Raquel, founder of Centro de Poder. Welcome to the Sensual Sessions, the place to be to sense your fire and share your flame. And today we have a very special guest. This is Marie-Marguerite Rangelovic, and she, she was sharing with me some of her views about movement and also about life. And we're, we're gonna talk about skin as origami. But before I'd like to ask her like, uh, if you could tell us a little bit more about your background, Marie-Marguerite, and what what brought you to this view of the body
1: and movement mm-hmm. and therapy. Yeah my favorite word, um, yes, of course. Uh, and stop me if I speak too fast or <laughs> too much. Uh, it began, it be, it, all, all the movement stuff I'm doing began, uh, as a rebellious act. I did an art school, a uh, big art school uh, from Paris and um, it was very hard to get inside of that school. Uh, I managed to, I lost the love of my life because I chose to go to that school. So I had to make a big... <laughs> choice whether it would be my career or uh, I would explore uh, something that was very precious to me so as I have a background of a family that is behind me trying to um, put me on the good road of life I had to choose uh, what my head told me instead of my heart which I regret uh, every single day from then, that's 20 years ago So I call it a rebellious act because um, when when my friend tells me that I'm part of the people, I please people uh, and I don't please myself first. That's something I did till not long ago, I believe, September 2021. And I decided from then that I would like to stop doing that, uh, allowing myself to going in my forties, kind of being free. So uh, I did that art school, um, not wanting to do it. I had, I wanted to be, um, I wanted to do documentary photography and uh, I didn't want to study at all, but um, I had to, <laughs> I hate the have to now because uh, I had to do so many things. And then when I finished uh, the school, uh, it's seven years, after seven years of study, I um, tried to do what I studied and I didn't like it uh, because I didn't like to be forced to do things. So um, my body started to ache also because uh, before that from the age of four to the age of 16 I was a ballet dancer and I didn't like it at all I did it to please uh family members uh, so I was good at it and um I did good schools and everything but um nothing of that was natural it was always shaped by this idea you have to So when my body started to ache at the age of 25 and I couldn't walk anymore, I had to stop every few meters on the street. Like I didn't understand my back hurt. I couldn't move my leg. I had to wait that my leg would stick again to my body so I could walk. And I said to myself, oh, my God, if at at 25 I have to start living like that, what am I going to look like at 35? or 45. So I said to myself, okay, I got to start um, exploring and um, I have to treasure what my school, art school gave me was this, um, they taught me to explore and um, question things a lot. And they taught me how to look at things from different perspectives. So um, that's how I started exploring movement through yoga first. And I wounded myself even more. So I said to myself, okay, there is something wrong. So uh, that's how from a wound, um, I decided to start finding my own answers to the questions by um, going to what my heart uh, told me was interesting or what uh, made me, um, I don't know how you could call that vibrate or what uh, made sense to me. So that's how I picked things. I picked uh, the fields. Uh, I did multi fields exploration. So I'm quite aware of many things because that's what my school taught me too, because it's a visual arts school, but not only. Um, I had to explore many fields and be able to be able to do a project in many different fields, like photography, but sculpture, like um, sonography, you know, multitasking. So multitasking was something I have learned. So that's how I started exploring not only yoga, I broadened everything. And that's how uh, I ended up uh, studying through a question. I ended up studying biotinsegrity in 2019. And that's how. Uh, we we started speaking about skin as origami because that's the topic we're discussing right now. And it's not from me. It's from Leonid Blyam, who uh, speaks of it very, very in in an interesting way uh, and very passionate way. So if I can make a result, Zoom of the complexity of what I am, uh, probably I think I would end it here if you have other questions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, before we go into Skina origami with this uh, topic of, of this interview, I want to ask you how can one reorganize oneself? And this goes because I, I'm going to tell a little story for for the sensualist that is watching us, listening to us, that this is the third time that we tried to make (laughs) this this recording because there was a terrible thunderstorm here in Mexico and the internet like collapsed uh, yesterday and the day before yesterday. And I was like wanting to hide beneath a rock out of shame because i made marie marguerite waste her time repeatedly and she told me like like it's okay now on top of of that she was trying to to bring me together because i was so ashamed and shocked and she told me no worry i reorganize and she repeated like i reorganized and then i was like like okay thank you yes she reorganizes and like, okay, maybe I should reorganize myself and maybe I already reorganized myself, but not, not <laughs> completely in a rational way. So tell us a little bit more about that because that is key. And I think it, it has to do with this with reframing of going from being a people pleaser first rather than placing oneself first and putting your oxygen mask and then saving the rest of the world? Like, how can we reorganize to set ourselves as a priority? And especially in matters of being truthful to our heart, to our pleasure, to what feels good, to, to what we want to do in life.
1: That's a beautiful question. Thank you. Um, and a very useful question, of course. Uh, well, I have to thank Biotensegrity and the people from uh, the Biotensegrity family, because I call it a family and I call it a heterarchical family because they have taught me a lot of things and they have taught me to accept being at ease with not knowing. I was like, you? I was like, oh my God, this is impressive. I'm going to talk and speak and study with people who are prestigious and who am I? Nobody. And I was like, you know, I'm ashamed. I I don't know if I want this. I don't know if I'm going to be intelligent enough to say something like that's going to matter. And um, they have taught me to accept myself just the way I am because my process, if I'm honoring my process, I'm being important because my point of view is interesting because I'm honoring myself and I'm answering questions that matter honestly to me, and so that um, that gives uh, a lot of uh, maybe I should not use this word, but power to what I am because I'm being uh, aligned some kind. I don't know if that's the quite the good word, but. Yeah, and reorganizing is a word I have learned with the bite Integrity People family. Um, that's what we do uh, naturally if we're not um, cutting, um, not allowing our flow to be. We have... Um, learn through our schools through our family processes to handle things to um, behave in a kind of special way to respond to the society codes and uh, with doing that we are not allowing ourselves to reorganize we're putting ourselves in something we could call um maybe a sort of an emotional uh, jail or a sort of a discontinuity of what we are because we are in doing so, not listening to our heart, uh, probably. And um, reorganizing is allowing ourselves to embrace the unknown with grace, probably, because this is the way I work. Um, I study, I read, I draw, I go to what matters to me, and then I just collect all that. And I have a sort of a big um, room of knowledge, and then I go into the world with that, not um, allowing myself to be open to what Comes to me, and in that way, I can reorganize because I um, I'm free to position myself or reposition myself in any moment, and in doing so, I'm putting. I have the feeling that things are more alive.
0: Yes. Yes,
1: I like the I don't know if it makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like like before taking more input and responding to that input, say like the demands of, of other people, like check in with yourself, reorganize yourself first, and then come forth and share, but also allowing not knowing, which is which is the arena where curiosity can happen, because if If things are, like, already fixed, like, this is, like, like a pencil, then, like, there's no room for curiosity. Whereas you can explore unknown things and, and also take a creative part on the reality that you are experiencing and that you are sharing to the rest of the people. So you mentioned a word, your favorite word. Heterarchy and said that that these biotensegrity people uh, were like a like a family so in my experience my family it's like very like hierarchical and in some ways also authoritarian so it surprised me that view of of heteroherarchy how
1: how is that Uh, It's a very surprising word, isn't it? I learned it in 2019. I was pretty much old, let's say, (laughs) when I learned that word. For me, hierarchy, like a pyramid, pyramid was the word um, I knew. Like, okay, there's uh, the top and then (laughs) there's the base. And then, heterarchy is more linked to nature. To a natural process uh, meaning that it looks like uh, the ba- bamboo tree um, I don't know the word in English I think it's in French is rhizome maybe rhizome uh-huh. right, so. I can write it down in the chat uh, that means that in one part of the, um, uh, the, racine, uh, the, the the thing in the earth of the plant which I forgot how you call. It, Root? Well, in one, uh, yeah, the roots. Thank you very much. The root, in the root, in one part of the root, you have the entire um, plant. So if you take a piece of the little root and you plant it a little bit farther, you can grow the same plant. Uh, it is related to wholeness and to a sort of organizing thing more in. Um, arborescence is the word in French. It means that there are no levels. Everybody is at the same level. And then you have many connections to all the elements. And it's a wholeness that it's all at the same level. They're not me. I'm higher than you. And I know more than you. That means that my knowledge is equivalent to this knowledge because it's rich because everything is connected. And again, it's all connected into this idea of wholeness, meaning that the whole matters. What happens here, that's to the butterfly effect. What happens here in this structure represented by one hand will resonate in the other structure. So that means that what this part or this hand thinks or does, well, uh, influences the, the other hand. Uh, it's... Putting things into this idea that no matter what, you always have to come back to this idea that we are a whole. And Tom Meyer says that we're grown out, of, like an image, we're grown out of a seed. Meaning that <laughs> this idea of the whole, everything is already there. So what is happening? It puts you on the track of a question like, how am I saying things? Am I? Looking through the lens of wholeness, or, or not, or what am I doing? Nice hierarchy, and that is one hundred percent true. I mean,
0: say if you if we look at a football camp in the World Cup, like we think that there are many little grass plants. Like this is one little grass here and another grass and actually the whole field is one organism because if the the way of the reproduction and growth of 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 the grass of garden grass so it changes the view like okay like that is one big grass and if you take a little piece and you plant it in your garden then you have you're going to have like another one grass but that in a way it's continuous with the other and also not with all the species and all living forms but there are full forests that are connected like merging through their roots so it's like one forest no not many trees though depends on on the species and also with the mushrooms, it's it's really interesting Lynn Margulis used to say that independence is a political term, not a biological term, because we are really all connected, like, and maybe with with the pandemic, and the internet, we, we can feel it like more like, Marie Marguerite is now in France, and i am in mexico and we are like real time we we have always been connected like through the atmosphere and whatever but this uh, this um, understanding of of reality in connection is is key for self esteem like like to say yeah i am part of this and and i influence and and what I do matters and resonates, and the way that I talk to, to someone may affect that person and the people around that person, positively or negatively, in the same way that that the people that is around me affect me and and then make a conscious choice on how are you gonna relate and and maybe take some time to reorganize yourself. So what you're sharing to the system, to the network is like delivered and creative. Yeah, I'm loving this, Mary Marguerite. So tell us about skin as origami. What's that? So interesting to just imagine what that could be.
1: Ah, isn't it? It's a a very interesting topic. And uh, it's even more interesting when you hear Leonid Blayum Uh, He works, uh, he's part of this heterarchical biotinsegrity family because a lot of people are uh, studying biotinsegrity and of course they're not always um, de acuerdo. Uh, They don't get along. (laughs) Uh, They don't get along or sometimes they don't see things because it's a sort of a work in process still because, um, well, it's um, um, maybe I don't know if it's the right word to use, but it's emerging, like it's organizing to... Uh, come uh, into the world and into the broader perspective. Uh, But for the moment, it still is like a niche, like a small group still uh, getting to be more known through our conversation. Maybe it's contributing to that. But then Leonid comes from the field. We all come from different fields, sorry, and that is the richness of the um, of the group or of the family I don't know which words are less um, because language is very important we, we we speak a lot about how do we use our language and the need of new words or words we don't know like heterarchy there are many others I'm working on a book who is called that will be called the garden of words which I would like to be a co-creation with all the people and it's sort of a Garden of Words, meaning all um, the words uh, that we don't know. Discovering all the words that we don't know in a sort of a not scary way, um, so it will be creative. And um, so, Lionit La- Bloom, Bloom, sorry, comes from the field of cerebral palsy. He works with children who have cerebral palsy (CP). And he works with Mariana Barreto, who comes from, if I'm not wrong, Venezuela, and she lives in uh, the U.S. I'm sorry, I don't know exactly where, but they work together. And um, it's a working process, like I said, and now has emerged this topic, uh, skin as origami, um, implying a lot of things, implying this idea that um, till now we have left the skin away from our perspective of anatomy. We are studying the muscles, the bones, the structures, but we're taking the skin as an element of us away of the equation to look inside. But we forget to look at the first thing we have is the skin. The skin is our contact with what is around us. And what Leonid says is like, come on, why have we forgotten the skin? Where have our eyes been so that we have forgotten the first thing that we see? And so he says that we have an entire territory, the skin, that hasn't been explored yet. So imagine how that is stunning. When, you, when I heard that for the first time a month ago, I was like, no way, this is great. Like, I love exploring and you know you you hear let's explore the the seas and the oceans and what's uh, down there in the oceans that we still don't know exactly and it's so it's rich and so you say yeah I would like to explore it would be an adventure and then leonid offers you this simple thing you you have on yourself <laughs> to explore what does it even mean skin as origami and did I even think that I had a, have a skin? And when do I think that I have a skin? And what is that skin? Is it is it? Does it help me to move? Does it help me to be? And then a lot of questions emerge from that simple um, um how do you say simple uh, choice of words that go together? Skin as origami, like what is that?
0: Wow, yeah, skin is our also our first layer of defense from an immune system perspective. It's like um main differentiator of what's your own and what is not. And it's where touch happens, like the the organ of skin is the touch organ of perception. And if you look at it from an embryological level, like like there's a very close connection of the skin to the nervous system and the medulla. I mean, we, the nervous system communicates like the pressure, the warmth and everything that, that we perceive through the touch. And with the image of skin as origami, it um, invited me to imagine how we can fold, like origami-wise in every movement. And we have, we have wrinkles. So there's something beautiful about origami that you fold the paper and you make a train figure, and then you unfold the paper and you will see the lines and the marks of where that paper was folded and the direction that the paper moved in order to create a shape. So say, if I do this with with my hand, that is different than this. If I do this, then it's folded here. And if I do this, then I have another folds or maybe I can remove this fold. So the folds of our skin are also like like a map of our movement journeys like the the roads that that we have um, went through and it also made me think about my 40th year birthday recent wrinkles like i am glad that i have smiley more smiley wrinkles and then anger wrinkles <laughs> and yeah it's very re- revealing and it also pertains to this view of heterarchy like not not only being most muscle obsessed as in fitness or only fascia obsessed or bone obsessed but paying attention to our skin as origami i like it so much marie would you share with us an exercise or something so we can get a taste of what we have spoken so far
1: we have spoken of so many things so i don't know maybe you want to ask me um, something precise skin origami yeah, the folds are very interesting. What I can, and I would like to share with you, is a video that I discovered in Biocensegrity of uh, embryology. It's uh, the beginning of life, and it's all about folding. We are folded from the beginning. We begin in a circle. We're unfolded, and then we fold. We keep on folding. It's all about that. We just fold, fold, fold to allow the volume to emerge because we are a volume. And the other word is that we are anti-fragile because we are folded somehow to get into that volume we are. And which what is very impressive is that we did it alone by ourselves. So we made ourselves the way we are, which is a little bit like, wow, what is this idea? But yes, we did. It's a process uh, that we're ongoing that process. We're doing it every day. So we are um, creative in that sense and anti fragile with this idea that we are not. How come, Lionel asked that question? How come we're not crushing? How come, what you said with the lines and the folds, how come we keep that volume? How come with all the forces that act upon us how come that we don't crash or that we don't buckle like um i don't have to show it something but how come we we stay the way we are in that full volume that we are (laughs) sorry are so um then for sharing an exercise yeah tell me yeah i i like a lot these um
0: wondering how, how, how we are not crushed by gravity and how we keep organized, despite living on an entropic way. Well, at the end, gravity and entropy wins, like we, we are here only for so long, but still it's, uh, it's wondrous to to be in this so complex way to the point that is simple and elegant, like you just feel with your skin, like you just listen and you are just alive. Like there's so much going on just existing that is amazing and astounding. Yeah, I like a lot that you share with us that video. I'm gonna post it in in the blog that is accompanying this this podcast episode on centrodepoder.com so if you're listening this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please go to Centro de Poder and you will find the video attached there and well, of course if you're already watching this on our website just click and enjoy and to wrap up Marie Marguerite, what are three words that you would use to describe what you're sensing now.
1: You want me to describe what I'm sensing now? That's what you're asking. Sorry.
0: With three words.
1: With three words. Oh, you want Trinity, you know that the triangle is the most stable and the most and the strongest element. Yeah, the triangle uh, preserves the space. So I felt like a space holder. (laughs) That's what I am. That's what I define I am. And so, um, well, maybe that's not how, yeah, I feel like I'm holding space. Um, And I like this idea on the last meeting we had, um, uh, we are studying a book uh, by Susan Solorzano uh, Lowell. Uh, It's called, Everything Moves. It's related to biotensegrity. And um, what you, well, well, we talk about triangles and uh, we we talk about this idea of preserving, I like this word, preserving the space. Yes. So inherently there are triangles everywhere. So there is a structure. So how do we organize? Uh, in a tri- with the, those triangles, so again, questions and uh, trinity is important. In um, what we do, we say in bioethics integrity, we say um, that you have one, and uh, uh, when you when you create one, uh, from one you create two, and then from those two forces from one and two that get into balance emerges three. And three is the volume. So we have two forces, tension and compression, that get into a balance through a certain structure that allows us to emerge into a volume. The 3D one. Mm-hmm.
0: Two. And how can we know more about your work? How can the essentialist
1: find you? Well, they can find me for the moment on Instagram because I'm teaching just one-on-one classes for the moment. And I will be uh, probably in autumn, I will be uh, opening something more online through maybe some podcasts and I don't know. But for the moment, it's on um, Instagram and it's my name. It's Marie Marguerite. Angelovic on instagram you can type my name and it uh, will pop up and if you want to listen i have another interview on a podcast podcast my first one with john Aveson, um about how uh my art school changed my teaching if i can call it a teaching uh so yeah you can go and check that out i think it will be um It will allow you to ask yourself more questions. More questions. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me and for reorganizing. For, For reorganizing. Thank you so much. We have great
0: concepts to implement and continue studying. So... Thank you so much also, Centralists, for being here. Remember to take the time to sense your fire so you can share the flame. And if you're not already subscribed to the Central emails to get this podcast weekly on your email, head on to centraldepoder.com and get yourself signed up. Until then, see you and take care.